everybody. This is Alternate Take. I am your host, Danny Rodriguez. Welcome back to the show. On this episode, we hit the gridiron again, and we had to, man. It's Super Bowl week. We're not gonna be fucking around. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring you guys stuff you guys want to hear. And we got very lucky to interview a very cool person. We got to interview a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, and it was bananas, dude. It was a great interview. We learned a lot about how people will get to even get into this business, man. It, it, it's crazy, dude. It's a grind. The way she was describing it was like like a military experience, and it's in the best of ways. It was it was awesome, man. So we got to interview Sienna CC, the great Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, and uh, she's been on the team for like about three to four years. She's made the all-star team. She's, you know, if you compare that to like an NFL football player's career, she's a superstar. So it was a, it was a great experience interviewing her, wasn't it, JB? Yeah, that was that was super cool. And honestly, for me too, you know me, growing up a, a Cowboys fan, so it was just uh, it was a surreal experience. It was it was cool to kind of get the behind the scenes and like how hard they work, which we've we've seen, or at least I've seen, like on the show. But just to kind of give everyone that background and um, you know how how grueling it is and making the team and all that and all of her life experience, that was that was so cool. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Without further ado, I bring to you the great Cece of the Dallas Cowboys. Alternate Take listeners, what's up, everybody? We did it again. We're back with another great episode, and we got you guys an amazing person for this episode. We brought you guys a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. We thought we were fucking around. We are not today. We brought you guys one of the best. We brought you Cece. Cece, how you doing? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Well, Cece, uh, we do this with all of our guests, um, and I even say that a lot, too. I, I got to get rid of saying that. But mm-hmm. we do that a lot with our guests. What we do is we have them tell the beginning of their story before they got successful. So um, I think that's the most important thing. Usually your childhood is usually the most you know important thing to your success. So tell us where you grew up and all that good stuff. Sure. So I'm originally from Honolulu, Hawaii, born and raised. Um, my family's still all there. My little sister actually um, now lives in Seattle. So she's there. But uh, the rest of my family is back home in Hawaii. Um, I was studio trained from, um, I mean, I started dancing when I was three, um, and, uh, studio trained and danced for, uh, school in school. Um, I did everything from jazz, ballet, hip hop, um, back home, obviously hula and Tahitian dancing. Um, and then I, after school, after I graduated high school, I went to Oregon state university where I danced there on the cheer and dance team and then moved into NBA and NFL. So, um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it starts from the very beginning with your, you know, my dance teacher from uh, kindergarten was my dance teacher from kindergarten through senior year. So I'm super close with her, still really close with her. She's the one actually that um, in fifth grade told me I should try out for Cowboys. So kind of from there on, I was like, not the, the dancer in the room like um she would she complimented me once and it was when she told me I should do cowboys so I was like I kind of just took it and ran with it um but yeah so from there um that was kind of always a dream of mine to do wow do you think um like your background in dance I kind of related to sports at least for me like where we grew up it was a very diverse neighborhood in the sense where you didn't just play football, baseball. You you were also a skateboarder. You were a guitarist. Yeah. You were a golfer. You did everything. So um, 
that being said, like your dance background is very diverse. Like, did you, how much do you think that played into your success later on? Like, it's not like you did hip hop, jazz, like hula. That's ridiculous. It's like you're right. Totally. Yeah. So, um, ballet, I like can't stand ballet. I, but it's kind of like math in, in the dance world where you, it's like a fundamental thing that you need. Um, at least I, I think. Um, and then when I did like hip, I had a kind of like a small background in hip hop. Um, and then, but like jazz was like my, my big thing. And Hula Intuition kind of played a role in like, um, kind of getting used to like the rhythm in my body. Um, but hip hop kind of hit me when I was with the Trailblazers in Portland, uh, because I was not a hip hopper and <laughs> Portland is like full on hip hop. So when I got on, my coach was like, you're going to have to work on this <laughs> a little bit, you know, but, um, yeah, I think it, I mean, so many different backgrounds really play into like, you know, getting rhythm and, um, hearing music differently is a big thing. Um, and I think when, when girls like ask about prep for professional dancing, I always say to take a million different classes because different, um, like genres can really play into, you know, getting used to like, if we have a special choreographer that comes in, you know, um, you, it could be like somebody that has a totally different background than you, but you have to kind of play like, you know, you're, you're pro in that genre anyways. So it's a really good idea just to kind of take across the board kind of dances. Yeah. 100%. I, I've a, we, I'm a, I'm a Mexican kid. So we have a hundred parties a weekend. So Love um, it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Come on. And um, every weekend we'd have parties and you can tell people that, are good at one specific sort of dancing and ones that aren't, you know, and yeah, when the hip hop song comes on, they'll, they'll get crazy and they're doing all the best <laughs> moves, but salsa comes on and then that's it. They're, they're, they're almost gone. But then that's, totally. when, that's when the older crowd starts bringing out their best. Love moves, it. You know? yes. So um, to be good across the board is, is a huge deal. Um, tell me about your experience at Oregon state. Uh, John was mentioning that we have a, we have a, a friend in common, Kyle Pecco, who, yes. who went to school with you. Yeah. So um, yes. Tell me about your experience there, you know, leaving home, you know, mm -hmm. Allen fever and going, going to Oregon state. That sounds like a great time. For sure. Yeah. I, um, I will pride, like take pride in the fact that I never once got homesick. Um, because I kind of did the whole, like, I just dove into college. Like I did sorority life. I did, you know, athletics. Um, I worked through college. Um, so it was like, I just kind of stayed busy the whole time. I met a million different friends from all over country and um you know I'm still super close with some of my dancers some of my all of my sorority sisters um but Oregon State holds such a special place in my heart because Corvallis is just such a, a like the best college town you know and it's like everything revolves around Oregon State so football season was amazing um the the crowd is just like you know fired up ready to roll um, and I think that's why I got so into football season um, as a dancer. Um, I'm, I'm a football girl at heart. So NBA was like totally different for me. But um, yeah, like the, the atmosphere in the stadium when you just literally can't even hear your own thoughts. That's that's what, you know, I loved. So and Oregon State was like that for sure when when I was there. So um, I, I haven't been back to a game in like years. And I, that's like on my list to do now that I'm retired. So <laughs> Yeah, you're probably a legend around the campus. Jesus Christ. Oh Christ. my gosh, no. I don't, <laughs> I don't even think anybody like like would know who I was when I go back, you know? Oh shit. You have to wear the outfit just to prove it. Like, this is me, I swear. Yeah. This is what I do. They're like, yeah, whatever, man. Months, you know? But <laughs> yeah, I, I like that you said um 
that like you didn't get island fever because I mean you have no time to be sad when you're having fun right for sure for sure and I think you know like I hit 18 I was like so ready to kind of do my own thing and get off the island and you know I I you kind of have to like remember that you can always go home um so that was kind of like my my mindset in in college like you know you're only a flight away so why get sad when you're enjoying life yeah 100 percent um, at what point did it hit you in Oregon State? Did you think that I can probably do this professionally? Like, what, how does it work? Like, do you guys get recruited from college or how, is there like emails that are set and getting set out? Like, I have no idea how that works. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like the dance world is so is not really like, you know, common knowledge to a lot of people. And um, so NBA was not in my kind of in my um, mindset throughout college but my senior year um so I had gone to a a Portland Trailblazers game um with my sorority actually during college and I loved the NBA like um I feel like NBA games they're the atmosphere is more of like a production it's like such a show you know you're there for the experience fast paced um and I loved it and so I don't think I was and I knew I I wanted to definitely still do Cowboys at some point, but at the end of my senior year, I was kind of not in the, um, in the right place, like mentally, like, um, uh, financially, because I, I, I told my parents that if I wanted to do Cowboys, I wanted to do it on my own, like, you know, no help, just, it was, it was more of a sense of an accomplishment for me to do that. So I decided to stay in Portland. Um, and, I, you, you honestly, you show up to tryouts and, you know, there's a line of girls, they all have their applications. You, you know, hand it to the the front table and you kind of are in, in the door and you get a number you do uh, for Portland. It was a little different. The audition process was a little different. I think it was two or three days and you have three rounds the first day, a couple rounds the next. Um, and then you circle back the next week for like an interview and finals. So it was all so like eye opening, you know, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, and I think with any audition process, it's like the, the mental game of it is like, you know, you can't get it in your head because you're around a million, like beautiful girls that all know how to dance. And, you know, it's kind of just like the, the, the play of like, how am I going to stand out? Um, so I was lucky enough to, um, make it my, the year after, um, I graduated. So I did, um, Portland for two seasons after I graduated. Wow. Yeah, I know. I can relate to that a lot. It's, um, I do stand up comedy, so it's, it's exactly the same thing. Like when you're there, like you're just, this guy's probably funnier than me. I don't know his bits. I don't know how Mm -hmm. many he's done somewhere like this. And I mean, and, and no one knows anyone's backstory. You don't know where they work. You don't know what they do. You don't know, like, uh, you know, you don't know shit and it's, um, but at the same time, you know, for lack of a better term, it just, it takes fucking balls just to get up there. Like, and it's the same thing with you. Like, you're just trying out saying, fuck it. Like, you know, I, yeah. I think I'm yeah. good at this and then I'm passionate about what I'm doing and, uh, let's see where it goes. And I think when you have that energy, it's, it's, it's super infectious. It's super. Yeah. Infectious. And the people I mean, that are reviewing, you know, you have it. They're like, she's got it. Yep. Yep. For sure. And honestly, I don't think I would have been able to do Cowboys without my experience in MBA just because I've learned I learned so much um in the performance aspect and then the business aspect as well you know just how the team works in a professional setting um it's so different than college I think a lot of people think you know like oh I've been on a college team like that that's the same thing it's 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 a business too you know um and 
yeah, I, but I had so much fun um, in Portland. It was, you know, we had a ton of games though. I like had zero like social life after, you know, during it because I was either at practice or at a game. So, um, but it was, it was so fun. I still, I love my coach. I'm still uh, close with her t- to today. And then um, I still have a group of friends from when I danced. So. That's awesome. What what do you think was uh, your biggest takeaway from your time in Portland that that you think was a big contributor to your success down when you went down to the one to went to the Cowboys? Yeah, um, I think the pace at what we like learned routines really helped me. Um, we would learn we had a camp like at the beginning of the season and midseason where we would learn like 40 routines and you kind of just had to like get it in your body and then throw it out and then we'd come back to it later in the season. So that was like that was a huge help. And then the variety of different dances we learned in Portland, we had, you know, we would do like, if you've been to like NBA, NBA games, it'd be like, you know, Hispanic, Hispanic heritage month. So we would do like a salsa dance or like, um, you know, we do like a bunch of hip hop because Portland's like very like hip in that sense. And then a, a few jazz here and there. So um, just the variety really helped me, I think. That's great. Now, when you're when you're in Portland, I, at what point does it come across your head that I want to at some point go to Dallas Cowboys? Was this <laughs> was this something that came across to your brain like a it's always been a yeah. dream or like the opportunity just kind of came up and then you, mm-hmm. you jumped at it? Like, wh- how did that come about? Well, it was so crazy because it was all timing, honestly. So at the beginning of my second season, I was kind of like, if Cowboys is something I want to do, I'm going to have to. I mean, you can't prep overnight as for like anything, you know, so. I was kind of like in the headset or um, in the mindset that um, I would have to start a year in advance. So um, I started in September before I tried out in May and it was just like eating differently, working out a totally different workout thing. Um, And again, kind of just like making sure I was going to be like mentally ready to make that move. Um, So And it's like, it's hard because, you know, like we said in the beginning, you don't know what's going to happen. Like I I literally packed two bags and came to Texas, like not knowing anyone and just kind of thinking like, you know, maybe this is going to work out. Maybe it's not, you know? So, um, yeah. So I actually, I don't think a lot of people know this, but from that September through May or whatever it was, I like dropped 20 pounds in and just like, kind of like got really healthy in my, in my physical, like aspect and, and then just kind of got really like ready mentally, like, you know, I'm going to do this. I have to do this. I can't take any time off. I'm not the type of person to be like, Oh, I can take some time off and then come back to it. I have to be like full force into it. Um, and then the whole moving, picking up your life, you know, I was like so happy in Portland. I had all my friends there and like, um, and it's close to my family, just a quick trip home, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to move to like, do I want to really like go to Texas? Like, it's like the middle country, you know? And um, so when I came for tryouts, um, Dallas is a totally different audition process. And um, it's a, a week because they also filmed the show on CMT. So it's a totally different, um, like, design of how they do auditions but you you come for a week and you have a a round every day so I packed a bag literally just got on a flight booked a hotel um and again like I said I wanted to be financially prepared so at that time in Portland I was like okay 
you know, I've saved, I'm ready to roll. Um, and I just came and did a week. I met some friends who also like one of my best friends, Alana, I met her, um, at the first or the, like maybe the third day of tryouts when I first came and she was an NBA girl. So she was on the Lakers. So we kind of clicked on that. It's all about kind of like grabbing some friends, you know, yeah, You're like, 100%. Um, so yeah. And then I, I did tryouts here. Wow. That's, you know, I like that you mentioned that, like, you just got your stuff and, and showed up. Cause like, to me, that's like, uh, I relate that to like, like immigrant mentality. I think it's amazing when you're just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going somewhere. I don't know what's going to happen. I know our yeah. producer here, you know, um, every time, every time he has one whiskey, every time he tells me a story about <laughs> how about, you know, my, my grandparents came here on a boat and they had a, you know, a, a suitcase and that's it. it and like, a, it was a treasure chest. Here, see? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's, a, it's a point of pride, you know, like, like uh, that you're, you're telling the story for a reason because you're, you're happy about, you know, bragging about that. Not bragging, but you know, just, you're just happy that you're, you get to say, that's where I come from. That's the spirit I come from. And I think yeah. that's important because it's the same thing. It's the same thing. For sure. For sure. I know it's like, it was, it was a hard mindset to get into too, because I mean, every day in Dallas, they put your number on a whiteboard and they just pull off the little sheet on the whiteboard. And if your number is on it, you know, you go to the next round, but you kind of have to stand there and be like, okay, if I make it to the next day, this is what I have to do. And then if I don't I need to book a flight home, I need to, you know, pack all my bags and like, say bye to like the three friends I made, you know, but um, yeah, it's a totally, it's just like a, a player's mindset, you know? Hey, Cece, it's, it's John. Hey, uh, John. Hey. So like I mentioned to you, I'm a big Cowboys fan <laughs> and uh, my, my cousin, he, he got me into the Cowboys years and years ago. He's like the <laughs> biggest Cowboy fan of all time. And he mentioned to me and he made sure that I knew that if you're a Cowboys fan, like, the Cowboys cheerleaders is part of it. Like you gotta, he's got like all the, the calendars and the everything. And so uh, he showed me the show, right? Like he introduced me to the show, the Dallas making the team. And it almost seems like the opposite of like being recruited for football because it's like so grueling, like in football, when you're getting recruited to go somewhere or for college, they're like telling you everything you want to hear. They're hyping you up, hyping you up until one day, like you just don't make the team or you, they don't give you a scholarship. Totally. With yeah. this, it seems like they're just so brutally honest, like every <laughs> single day, like on the show, it's like almost cringy sometimes. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. We have like our major cringe moments. Um, the show was like a, it's a hard um, aspect of trying out. I think um, I wasn't really on it just because I kind of came here thinking like, you know, I'm not here to be on the show. I just really want to do this, you know? Um, so yeah, the show is definitely such a layer on top of all the stress that you're already there for. Um, you have to think about like, Oh, I mess up one time. That's the clip they're going to grab. And then they're going to make it into this whole, like, she can't dance, you know? And, it can go one way or it can co- go completely the other. So um, that's another kind of um, setback of it, um, like in your, in your mental he- like mindset. But um, yeah, it's it, the show is it. But at the same time, the show gives us such a platform um, in like the, the cheer industry. You know, people know us. They, they know kind of what we've gone through, like training camp and all that. So, um, in that sense, it's like really, it's, it's a great platform too. So, yeah. And you guys, like, it really shows too, or at least it seems like it, like how grueling and how crazy the process is like behind the scenes. 
like with uh with Jay, right? Like the trainer, that's his name. Yeah, Jay. Yep. Yep. Like yeah. How, um, how crazy is are his workouts like <laughs> for real? So my rookie year, we did one workout with Jay, and it was like what you see, you know, on TV, and you're like, kind of you you freak yourself out. You're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be like that girl on TV, like, you know, like heavy deep breathing or whatever. Um, but I think training camp, what they don't show is it looks like, you know, an hour of work when my rookie year, we'd show up at 5 PM. Um, and I worked through training camp. So I would work, you know, from eight to four, um, pack my bags, get ready five o'clock. I'd be in the studio with my my rookie sisters, and then we'd start filming at seven. And back then we would stay all night. So I could get home at like three 30 and then you just wrap up again and do it all again for three and a half months. Jeez. So you didn't, we didn't find out. We started at, um, in May and then training camp went from June to like mid August. So that was every night for those three and a half months, you know, and it was like so close. My rookie year was so close to uh, what we call as meet the team um, where, you know, they announce the team and your family and friends can come. And I think it was like, I want to say like three days before, and we still didn't have a team. And so my parents were still calling me like, are you going to make it? <laughs> you know, like, do we need to book a flight or, you know, can you kind of tell? Um, so yeah, it's, it's in that sense. I don't think they show, you know, all of the, the actual work behind the scenes, but right. You know, I, I still think it's, it's great that the show is even there because yeah, um, it's like, it's like what John said. I, I you know, when, when you think cheerleaders, you think Dallas Cowboys, it's the first thing you think of. <laughs> so I like that there's the show there because it, it's letting the cheerleaders even coming in know that this is the fucking big leagues. Like we ain't here to mess around. So yeah, we have a show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. That's pressure and get used to it. This is what we do. And yeah. we're the, we're the highest level of what you can achieve in the cheerleading world. So I like that. I like that because it, it does bring out, like you said, brings out the best of you. It can bring out the worst of you. You know, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. I think, you know, we we all training camp is really, really tough on everyone, but it also is such a growing experience. And I think that's also why my rookie class is so close, because we did it all together. And, you know, we were all going through the same thing. Um, only a few of us were from Texas and the rest were out of state. So, you know, we were all kind of like in this we don't know. We don't even know what Texas is. You know, we've only been here twice um, and we were all kind of just going through it together. So, yeah, you know, I have a I have a family in, in law enforcement and it's so funny because the way they mention or the way they speak about like their uh, academy process is the exact mm -hmm. same way. I swear yeah. to God, they're like, we, we're all we're all in this together. Like I had some guys that came from out of state to be a part of this. And, you know, it's five and a half months. We're up at the same time every day. We dress the yeah, same. Yeah. We look the same. And um, when it's all over, like, it doesn't even matter what direction people go. Like, you're just brothers for life. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Same exactly. thing, you know? for it's, sure. it's very unique, that whole experience. Yeah, it is. It is for sure. Wow. So when you're there and um, and you're doing your thing, when did you <laughs> finally get the call or at least, you know, the notification that like, hey, you know, we're, we're highly considering you and, you know, we're probably going to take you. Yeah. So we do you mean when I make, made the team? Yeah. Like when, when, that, so, when that, when that was real, how did that, how did the whole process come? Like, how did that feel? Yeah, it was, I mean, I cried for like a straight hour because <laughs> mostly because I was like, you know, I was so excited, but at the same time I was like, Oh, thank God training camp's over. <laughs> you know, I'm like, 
I'm like done, you know? Um, but we actually had a really special like um, reveal of the team. Um, we were in practice and they called us into pink, pink and blue, which is um, rookie candidates will always wear pink and veterans are in blue. So um, when our coaches watch us, we can, they can kind of see, you know, the, the rookies from the vets, but um, they called us to the, the field and we sat down and Charlotte Jones um, Anderson came out and she um, she was like talking about how she was so proud that, you know, of everything we've been through. And then she was like, so look to your right and look to your left. These are the girls that are going to be on, on, your, on the team with you. And we kind of just were like all like shaking, you know, like, oh, my God, thank God. Um, and it was cool. They did like the whole Jumbotron, like congratulations, you made it. And like banners around the stadium. So, um, and then they brought out our uniforms, which was like the best feeling ever because, you know, I was, I was a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader for Halloween for like years. And so I was like, this is so much better than the Halloween costume, you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just like a really, like a, a moment of like, you know, I did it and like um, calling my parents, you know, hearing my parents cry on the phone. It was like, just, it was just such a, a cool moment for all of us and we were all in the locker room calling our families and it was a lot going on but just so surreal too wow so <laughs> like that's that's almost like destiny right like full circle like <laughs> yeah for sure elementary school like your teacher yes. recommends it and yeah then- it was really nice my my coach that I told you all that um had told me to try out for uh DCC in the beginning I actually had her come to my first meet the team um so it was like you know she she's she taught me my first jump split, like in kindergarten and all this stuff. So, um, I know my mom said when we first came out, she started crying. So it was like, you know, just like a really special moment. Yeah. And didn't you have like a, it was like a post like several years back before you were actually a cheerleader, <laughs> like of a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader yes. going to be me one day. Like, yes. So in college, I like when I'm, this is kind of when like Instagram, I feel like was like newer, but, um, I went on Google, totally typed in just like Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, clipped it, posted on Instagram. And I was like, hoping to like wear these stars or something one day when I made the team, the girl in the picture was at my meet team. So she came up to me and we started talking and then she found the picture on my Instagram. She was like, Oh my God, is this me? You know? So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like totally full circle. Uh, you put it out there in the universe. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. for sure. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, I wanted to mention too, like, I, I thought it was like really cool that when you made it, like you had all you, you the first thing you thought of was to call your family. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have a moment where you were like, oh shit, this is real. Like now the hard work starts. Like, in other words, like once you get an achievement, I know it's like the most amazing ever. Like I did it, but then mm-hmm. like reality hits you like, oh crap. Like now I'm on, I'm a cheerleader for the Dallas Cowboys. Now it's like, for now sure. the you know, all, I thought that was work just getting on the team, but now mm-hmm. I'm on the team. And now this is the one that work starts. Did that like reality check ever hit you? Yeah, honestly, I, I think training camp was so like strenuous in the fact that, you know, you just come to practice every day thinking like you have to put it all out there or it could be your last night at all, like at any moment in time. So, um, I kind of, that was the hardest switch for me going from that mindset to, okay, I'm on the team. Now I, I have the uniform. I have to hold on to the uniform and then now be like this ambassador for the Cowboys. So that was kind of a, a, a switch for me, but um, I just enjoyed it so much. Like, I think when you really love what you're doing, you just, you know, it's, it's not a um, like a, 
a setback. It's just a, you know, I'm enjoying every second of every day. I, we've gotten to do so many cool appearances, so many different uh, performances, meet like amazing people that I would have never met, you know, before. So um, it's, it's, it was definitely just like a, like somebody pinched me, like it's kind of <laughs> going to start, you know? Right. Well, what has, what has been your favorite memories thus far as a Dallas Cowboys, whether, whether on the field or not, um, that you think is like, man, when I look back and I get to tell my kids or my grandkids, yeah. that's, those are the things I'll talk about. Is it the memories in the locker room with your sisters? Is it like yeah. favorite memories? Um, oh gosh, that's so hard. Okay. Yeah, definitely the locker room. The locker room is just so fun. You know, like I could have like the worst day at work or just like, you know, problems outside of, you know, whatever life. And you go into the locker room and everything just like goes away. You know, you're just like screaming girls and like, oh my God, you know, like the, the full on gossip, like love it. Um, but there were, there were a couple like really cool things we got to do. Um, I got to perform at Formula One in Austin. That was like awesome. We were on the track. So it was like, you know, rev everybody revving their engines and uh, the Netflix show was kind of going on. And um, so that was really cool. And then um, we got to perform with Queen. That was amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. And it was like, you know, I just had watched like raps, like Bohemian Rhapsody. And I was like totally fangirling, you know, and um, <laughs> Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, and yeah, I just think, you know, the games are just so fun. Like we walk out and we, we always call our uniforms, like our Supergirl outfits, you know, cause we walk out and you like Cowboys nation is just so cool in the sense that, you know, they're like, we're like with the players, you know? So it's, it's just a, such a strong fan base and everywhere we go, it's just like, you'll always have a Cowboys fan. So I, you know, I like that as part of your journey that, like you said, I was working and then I went there after. Um, mm -hmm. I think that, I think that makes it so much better. I, I've heard that with like financial, like, uh, experts yeah. and like people that give motivational speeches where they're like, you know, do your day gig. Sure. But have a mm -hmm. side business and they'll, and they'll always say, have your side business and just chip it, chip away at it. You know, instead of watching TV, just do a little bit more on your side business and just keep, sure. keep going, keep going. And, and this, in this example, that's what you did essentially. And <laughs> Jesus Christ, I mean, look, look, look how far you've come. Oh, you're sweet. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, let's not get it twisted. I was like, really like, oh my God, I don't want to work a day in my life because <laughs> this is like the worst. But um, I think also like working, you know, I, I worked nine to five jobs, both through NBA and NFL. And um, I think it really contributes like to your grind. You know, um, I think it teaches you how to like, you know, get a stay organized and be like, kind of teach you like if you really want something you're gonna have to work to get it so um and I think that's a huge thing with you know young people coming in they they you know sometimes your parents like my parents are always there for me even though you know through anything but I kind of just wanted that self like accomplishment feeling of like being like I, I did this on my own you know yeah. You know, I think that struggle is just so damn important. Like it, <laughs> yeah. and, and the, desi sure. the desire to even do it yourself again is, is also so important because, you know, it's, it's what separates you from being, you know, a daughter into a woman, yeah. you know, you're no longer somebody who um, is looking for a second handout. You're, you're taking on this chance by yourself and it takes a lot of guts, man. It's so hard to do. I know it's, it was, I mean, it's, it's been a lot, but it's, you know, it's taught me so much about like, a about myself and like B just about like the real world, you know? So, um, yeah, I think you got to struggle to kind of come out 
on top kind of thing. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. Um, so you you do your tenure with the Cowboys, and then John was telling me because uh John watches all the shows, he's a big fan girl. Yeah, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John's deep, John's deep. Um, that's why he's my producer, that's why I pay you. Love it. Yeah. And uh he told me you got you made the the Cowboys all-star team. Tell me what yeah. that experience yeah. is like and like what and if people don't know what that is, tell me everything about it. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I don't think a lot of people know what all-stars are. Um, so we have a group of 10 of us. Um, and um, I think I want to say the girls have been throughout the past maybe 10 years or so. Um, but they asked us to be all-stars to um, continue to be ambassadors for uh, the Cowboys. So um, I did retire from the, the official team last year. Um, and there's 36 on the team and um, a couple of us were asked um, this year to be all-stars. So um, from the retiring group. Um, and so basically what all-stars do are um, we do any events or performances that the the current official team can't do. So, you know, if, if practices are in the way, game days, um, official watch parties or anything like that, um, they'll have us go and kind of represent for for DCC. Wow. What, what, yeah. what was, um, cause I know like there's a, there's always that saying for like the NFL players, like your average career is like, is like a two, three years. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, it seems like it's even smaller for a cheerleader. Like it's probably like one season, like, you know, for you to do that, that long and then going to the all-stars is insane. That's like, that's like hall of fame stuff. Yeah. I, I, well, I think, you know, I, I had two years on blazers and then three seasons with, um, Cowboys. And so five years was, I think my max out time, it was like the hardest decision though, to be like, you know what, I'm going to retire because it was like something, you know, I, I could, I could do another game any day, you know, but I kind of wanted to leave on that note of being like, I could go back anytime, you know, and, um, but also leave, uh, the organization with, um, in a great, in a good spirit kind of thing. So, um, and I think it's hard for people to be like, I'm going to take that jump to retire. Um, so the all-star, when they asked me to be an all-star, it was kind of just like a little cherry on top because I could kind of still ease my way out, but still be involved. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been really fun. So I still get to see like the girls on the current team. I think the rookies are kind of like, who is this? But <laughs> I'm just going to like, Hey, I'm an all-star. Uh, you got to slap him right when you walk in. You, I'm a veteran. You better don't walk in with that attitude. Jesus Christ. I did my time guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, if you had any advice for somebody who's entering not only the business, but has, you know, dreams and aspirations like you did, um, what would be, what would be the best thing you can tell them? Someone who's, who's trying to be, a, who's a little girl trying to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader one day. Oh, gosh. Um, to be honest, if I did it, you can do it kind of thing. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think a lot of people think that, oh, I'm a, I'm a great dancer. I can do whatever, you know? Um, and I, I can harp on the fact that I was not a technical dancer. My, my big thing was performance. I think when people see you having fun, they have fun. Um, so that was like the big thing, like, and, and 36 of us are, we all dance the same when we are together, but we each bring out something that the other person doesn't have. So I think when people try out, they're always like, oh, well, I, you know, I need to look like her when in reality of it, they're not looking for somebody to duplicate another person on the team that they already have, you know? So, um, I really harped on the fact that I was from Hawaii. 
um, I had naturally curly hair. I was like, they don't have any curly girls. So I need to, you know, do my hair natural. Um, and then like, you know, the, your story is a huge thing. Uh, and, and I think people need to play on that, but also, um, they forget that you need to be mentally strong and you also need to remember that you're going to be an ambassador for whichever team you're going to be on. So, um, that's a huge, you know, factor in putting somebody on the team. So I think it's a, it's a big balance of, yeah, you, if you can dance, dance your heart out, but also, you know, you gotta be a good person too, to, to represent any organization. I love that. Well, Cece, I, uh, I promise you 30 to 45 minutes. We did 30 to 45 minutes. It was, Oh my uh, gosh. I felt like I talked so much, but <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Trust me. I've interviewed people where I'm like, tell me about your life. And they're like, I don't know. And you're like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you also, know, is I, that a kook fan? A, like flag in the back? Yeah. I went there for a party once and I just, I kept the flag. That's all that is, you know? We need um, some swag up there. I know. I, I, see, I, I, was, I was almost going to tell you to take that down for this episode. <laughs> I noticed it back there. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> go Cougs. Go Cougs. Yeah. Um, our producer's little brother played football there and we used to go visit him and, you know, and, and have a, Good times that we can't talk about on audio, but it was a good time. Yeah, <laughs> I actually it, probably it. went to one of your games because I went to a Washington State Oregon State game once, nice. actually twice. So probably, yeah. He's, sure. he's, an, he's an OG CC fan. He's, he's I been love the beginning. Oh. I miss it. What's oh that? man! But um, one more question I want to ask: uh, What is your prediction for the Super Bowl? Oh, um, that. Cowboys will be in it next year. <laughs> That's what I said. Perfect answer. Awesome. Well, Cece, thanks for joining the show. I, it was an honor interviewing you and I, and I had a great, had a great time. Thanks yeah, thank all for you. having me. I appreciate it. Of course. This has been Alternate Take. We'll see you guys later. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with the great Cece of the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, Cece. I really appreciate it. It was a, uh, it was a huge honor of mine, you know, I, to be able to talk to someone who's a, uh, who's accomplished as you are and what you're doing and uh, your story, your story is phenomenal. It's, it's a, it's the backbone of what everyone has to do when they want to make it to something, you know, you got to have a dream, you got to have the work ethic and, and you got to have the passion. And uh, you know, it was refreshing to hear what you had to say for sure. Changed my whole day. And I appreciate you coming on the show and it was an awesome time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Cece. That was uh that was super special. And I think it's going to reach a, a lot of new audience and um, the current audience as well is going to learn a lot. And um Anyone out there, the little girl that's trying to make it in cheer, and not only that, but just anyone in general that's got a dream or a passion, it's going to uh, inspire a lot of people. So thank you so much for for telling your story, and we really appreciate it. Couldn't agree more. I put uh, a link to CeCe's bio in the podcast description. You can learn more about her there. And for all of you Alternate Take fans, go check us out on Instagram at Alternate Take DR. And thanks for tuning in. This has been Alternate Take. I am Danny Rodriguez, and I'll see you soon. Peace.